This episode of Ham Talk Live is brought to you by Tower Electronics. For connectors, cables, and more, call 920-435-2973 or visit pl-259.com. And by ICOM. Heard it? Worked it? Logged it. Visit www.icomamerica.com slash amateur for more information about ICOM radios. It's Ham Radio. Good evening, everyone. It's time for Ham Talk Live. It's episode number 160, the 75th anniversary of the Voice of America Bethany Station, recorded live on Thursday, April 11th, 2019. I'm your host, Neil Rapp, WB9VPG. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Ham Talk Live. Tonight, we're joined by Melinda Zimper. Lee Height, K8CLI, and Jocelyn Bro, KD8VRX, and we'll take your calls live in just a few minutes. Last week here on the show, Emmett uh, Onasi, the third W0QH, was here to talk about MCOM 1. That's the mobile interoperable communications van that uh, goes around to various ham fests for display and um, is on call at a moment's notice if uh, needed in an emergency. So uh, if you want to hear more about that, you can listen anytime. Just go to hamtalklive.com or your favorite podcast app or on YouTube, or you can catch the rebroadcast on WTWW 5085 AM shortwave Saturday evenings at about 6.30 p.m. Eastern Time. So we're going to talk about the Voice of America Museum tonight. So get those questions ready to go. And I'm going to give you the phone number to call here. Uh, so if you want to write this down, I'll, I'll give you that number. Uh, but if you're listening to us on Thursday night, you can give us a call. If you're not listening to us on Thursday night at 9 p.m. Eastern, nobody's going to answer the phone. So here's that number. It's 812-650-9556. Again, 812-650-9556 is the number that you will call when we get to the second part of the show, when we invite you to uh, call in. You can tweet us, though, anytime on Twitter. Uh, we'll be watching that throughout the night. It's at HamTalkLive on Twitter. So I'll be back with Melinda, Jocelyn, and Lee right after this word from ICOM America right here on Ham Talk Live. Create your own band opening. ICOM's newest SDR transceiver, the IC9700, is coming soon. This radio is bringing direct sampling to the UHF VHF weak signal world. The IC9700 all-mode transceiver is loaded with innovative features such as dedicated amateur satellite operation, color touchscreen, D-Star capability built right in, RF direct sampling on the 2-meter and 70-centimeter bands, dual independent receivers capable of full duplex operation as well as dual watch, and 100 watts max power on 2 meters, 75 watts max on 70 centimeters, and 10 watts max on 1.2 gigahertz. 
Pack your bags because the Dayton Hamvention is coming up. From May 17th to 19th at the Green County Fairgrounds and Expo Center, you can see the latest and greatest ICOM gear and meet hams from all over the world. Visit www.icomamerica.com amateur for more information on ICOM radios. Oh yeah, you're talking ham radio, baby. You're listening to Ham Talk Live with Neil Rapp. Thanks to ICOM America for sponsoring the show again tonight. Be sure to check them out at the upcoming Dayton Hamvention. We'll be talking more about Hamvention soon. Uh, you can check them out online, though, at icomamerica.com slash amateur. Tonight, our guests are Melinda Zimper. Melinda's the president of Oak Tree Communications, which provides writing, editing, and media relations, publicity, and marketing services. She's a graduate of Miami University, Ohio, and a member of the National Voice of America Museum of Broadcasting Board of Directors and does the media relations for the museum. Jocelyn Bro, KD8VRX, and VA2VRX became interested in ham radio as a Boy Scout. He became licensed in 2013, now holds an extra class license. He is a technical analyst and systems administrator with Vertical Solutions in Cincinnati. He was a scout leader and now a radio merit badge counselor, a mentor with Vex Robotics, and a member of the Westchester Amateur Radio Association, the Dayton Amateur Radio Association the Ohio Valley Experimenter Club, and the Greater Cincinnati Builders Group. He's the proud father of Chris, KD8YVJ, or as Don Wilbanks calls him, uh, Cincinnati Short Rib. Uh, he's the 2015 Hiram Percy Maxim Award winner and the member of the uh, 2017 Youth DX Adventure to Costa Rica. And finally, Lee Height, K-H-C-L-I, is one of the lead docents at the National Voice of America Museum of Broadcasting in Westchester, Ohio. Lee's a retired electronics engineer with a passion for investigating technical issues, occasionally surrounded with mystery and often bridging several fields of technology. Lee was first licensed in 1954 and is active with the Mason, Ohio, and Warren County CERT teams. And he also engineers wind chimes and biomass briquettes so melinda jocelyn and lee welcome to ham talk live thank you thank you neil thank you neil well uh, thanks for the invite yeah lee lee's on his second pass through um the um the show here and, and jocelyn has, has been calling in some but uh melinda's the newbie here tonight and and melinda's going to start off uh, we're going to talk a little bit about the 75th anniversary celebration that's going on this year um, at the Bethany Station. And um, so first of all, just for those tuning in who maybe haven't heard about the um, Bethany Station there um, on the north side of Cincinnati, <coughs> give us a little bit of a history on um, the Voice of America Bethany Station. Melinda? Wow. I can tell... I could talk for a long time about this, but I'll try to make it relatively short. Um, in order to get a clear picture of the VOA Museum, 
I think I need to tell you a little bit about the history of the VOA Bethany Station. So if we step back in time for a moment to the 30s and early 40s, when radio was king, this was the time before TV and the Internet, when people got their news from the plop of the newspaper on their front porch and from their living room radio. And here in Cincinnati, entrepreneur Powell Crosley Jr. had by the mid-20s become the world's largest manufacturer of radios. His Crosley Broadcasting Corporation was on the cutting edge of radio technology, especially with the development of radio, I'm sorry, with uh, antenna technology. He knew early on that it wasn't enough to buy a radio. You had to have something to listen to on it. So at a time when other radio stations were small and local, Crosley was developing radio programming on his WLW radio station. He was also experimenting with radio technology, I'm sorry, and uh, antenna technology, and looking into expanding radio broadcast markets. So by 1939, he was broadcasting news and music to Europe and Latin America with WLWO, that's WLW Overseas. That was a 50-kilowatt shortwave transmitter designed by R.J. Rockwell, one of his lead engineers. So... Going back to Pearl Harbor on December 7th, 1944, when the Japanese attacked the United States, it was the single largest loss of life on American soil in one day until September 11th. Within days after Pearl Harbor, the U.S. was at war on two fronts, Japan as well as Germany. And President Roosevelt knew that our nation was ill-prepared to combat the sophisticated Japanese and Nazi Germany Germany propaganda machines that were in place at that time. So he called together the top U.S. broadcasting companies to come to Washington, D.C. to help him develop a communications strategy to help him fight this new war on the communications front. It was going to be, on this front, a war of words. So in this meeting was CBS, NBC, ABC, General Electric, and Crosley. They were all invited to that meeting in January of 1942. Now, Crosley was asked if he could build transmitters powerful enough to send American war news to Europe and Nazi-occupied countries. During a break in the meeting, Crosley's Jim Schaus called Cincinnati to ask Rockwell if Crosley could build transmitters that were powerful enough to do the job. And with this kind of, you know, offhand courage that's typical of that greatest generation, Rockwell said, hey, I don't know, but I'll sure give it a try. So engineers at WLW came home from that meeting with a one-page contract, which is difficult to believe today. But they had this one-page contract to acquire another shortwave transmitter and design and construct four larger and more efficient antennas to better serve Europe and South America. So that was the birth of the VOA station, Bethany Station. Um, Shall I continue on, or um, did you want to interject anything, Neil? Yeah, let's let's, um, forward a little bit to to where things are today and and we're going to talk a little bit about these um anniversary events so so let's kind of finish that up and then we'll we'll get into the anniversary stuff okay 
Well, with the 75th anniversary of the VOA Bethany Station this year, we've got about a dozen free events that we're hosting. And primarily, the reason is to bring community awareness about the museum and bring people actually into the museum. So this year, which is exciting, is a four-part event series called The Voice of Truth in America, celebrating 75 years of the VOA Bethany Station. And we're doing that in conjunction with the Midpoint Library System here in Westchester. We've hosted two of the events already, and they've been among our most powerful and popular events ever at the museum. Um, Jocelyn Brew is right here with me um, now, and he's the WCARA event designer for the June 5th Ride the Radio Waves event. Um, And I'll just let him talk about that in just a second. Um, I just want to talk about uh, two new events that we're still working on. One is a 75th anniversary of D-Day commemoration, which will be held Thursday, June 6th at 9 a.m. on the front lawn of the VOA Museum. After a short ceremony, we'll have coffee and donuts in the museum lobby, and veterans will be admitted to the museum for free until about noon. So friends and families of vets are welcome as well. This is going to be open to the public. Also in June, we're going to have a really fun fundraiser. We're rolling out our Cincinnati Liars Lager Beer. We're working with Grainworks, which is a Westchester brewery located across the street from the museum. And they're developing this beer with us and donating some proceeds from sales to go to the museum this year. Ironically, or serendipitously, Grainworks is located on land that used to house some of our rhombic antennas. And uh, details are kind of still forthcoming on this fundraiser. We don't have an exact date for that event yet, but expect it to happen on a Saturday in June. So um, stay tuned for more on that front. Now, Melinda, let me me stop you there um, just for a second. uh, Part of this here, the most important event that we have coming up is the fourth annual Rocking the Radio fundraiser event on Saturday, September 21st. The revenue raised from that event goes towards keeping the lights on and museum operations running smoothly. Cost is $150 per person. We have a variety of sponsorship levels available if you can help out. So check out our website in the coming months for details on that. Um, Jocelyn, would you like to talk to us a little bit about the um, Ride the Radio Waves event? Uh, I can certainly do that. Neil, did you have anything, yeah. uh, any questions for Melinda? Yeah, I, I wanted I to stop it. Melinda there for a second. And I, I guess she couldn't hear me. Um the Cincinnati Liars Lager Beer, you might explain about the Cincinnati Liars, because everybody may not be aware of, of, of that term, Cincinnati Liars, what that's all about. And that's kind of an interesting uh, aspect. And I, and I think you guys even have T-shirts for that now. Isn't that right? Well, we're, we're going to have T-shirts shortly, but Cincinnati Liars is really a lot of fun. Um, it is for Bethany Station anyway. Um Right after September 1944, when the VOA Bethany Station went live with transmitting VOA news to Europe on the European front to Germany as well as North Africa, nobody really knew at first whether the VOA was going to be listened to. But we found out pretty much immediately that a lot of people were listening, including Adolf Hitler, because Hitler who had the most advanced propaganda machine going, you know, in the world probably at that time, 
called the Bethany Station, quote, those Cincinnati liars. That was really a nice compliment for us. <laughs> so it, it, it's kind of caught on. And, and now, you know, you're, we're working on the T-shirts. And now we've got lager beer. Yep. So. Can't wait for that. Yeah. All right, Jocelyn, tell us a little bit about this riding the radio waves thing. Yeah, absolutely, Neil. So um, as Melinda said, we were partner with the Midpoint Library System here in Westchester to have a few events. Uh, one of them is uh, geared towards um, kids of all ages, uh, and it will be on Wednesday, June 5th from 1 to 3 p.m., and what we're going to do is we're going to set up a uh, VHF station, a two-meter uh, station there, for the kids to be able to talk to uh, operators on the air. And um, we're also going to have uh, a couple of uh, computers showing uh, animation of uh, radio waves, amplitude. Uh, we have a couple of demo programs where basically they talk and they see the, they can see the modulation of their voice. And we're kind of trying to explain to them how... Th- we go from the voice being modulated to being transformed into energy and being sent out uh, the antenna through the transmitter. So, uh, and then for the some of uh, the younger crowds, we'll have some puzzles and coloring and stuff like that. But uh, the big takeaway that we want them to go away with is uh, know what what a two radio is. They're all familiar with radio. Um, but not a lot of them understand, you know, but they're used to the broadcast part, not the, hey, I can talk back. So uh, do a little bit of two-way there, uh, learn uh, push-to-talk, uh, the frequency concept, uh, wave motion, uh, transmitter and receiver protocol. So we'll have a little uh, uh, animation probably uh, of, um, of how... The, you know the waves are transmitted and how they're captured and stuff and we all have always have them uh, do a little bit of phonetic alphabet uh where they have to say their name and uh you know what school their age or something like that and uh, just talk to uh, we've got a couple of friendly operators on the other side that are uh, willing to to talk to the children and basically keep them uh, active and going and at the end of course we'll uh, have some uh, flyers for the museum and for the radio club uh, for them to come and stop by and if they're uh, interested in pursuing it now jocelyn i'm going to go off the beaten path here for a second there's another activity in this series that that i just love the title of and it's there's a radio in my cell phone a lot of kids yes. don't realize that a cell phone is a radio. Uh, and it's funny because one of the trick questions is always, uh, when's the last time you used a radio? And everybody goes, hmm, I don't know. Uh, well, in the car earlier this today or something, you know, they always go back and you're like, when's the last time you check your phone? <laughs> and they're like, well, just, just before I got it here. And it's like that there's a radio and there's more than one radio. Uh, obviously, there's the data. Where you know, there's Wi-Fi. There's the LTE uh, for data and voice. There's the GPS. There's Bluetooth. There's NFC. There's tons of radios in there. So uh, yeah, it's always uh, interesting to see the kids' reactions because they don't realize um, that there's radios in there. They and I think one of the concepts that's missing today is uh, a lot of the kids don't understand the infrastructure. Right? They're like, it works, but they don't really question why it works they just know it works and as long as it works they're happy yeah so we're going to try to demystify that a little bit with them oh that's a great idea and and you know a lot of these ideas you know 
check them out over at the VOA Museum. But if you're you're not located near the VOA Museum, you can't get there. You know, these are some ideas that maybe you can run off with and and use in your local area. Um, you know, stuff like like you know, there's a radio in my cell phone. You know that that. Uh, that's some some important things that uh, that kids need to learn, and and probably some adults too. Yep. <laughs> well, um, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, some fundraisers coming up, and we, we've already talked a little bit about that. But uh, Melinda, let me throw it back over to you and, and talk a little bit about uh, what these funds are, are going toward that we're trying to raise here, and then we're going to talk about a. Uh, a real special fundraiser that's going to be of interest to the ham radio community here in just a minute. But uh, tell us what this is all going toward. Well, we're really looking for money for a variety of projects. We hope to raise eventually between 750000 and a million dollars to install an energy-efficient HVAC system that will allow all visitors to be comfortable no matter what room they're in in the museum. We also want to renovate our West Garage, which looks like and has the acoustics of a working garage right now. So we want to make that into curated exhibit space so we can put exhibits inside there. Um, We also want to make the entire first floor accessible to everybody who comes into the museum. People of all abilities by eliminating ramps and steps throughout the whole first floor. And also on that list to become ADA compliant We'd like to build a handicapped accessible entrance on the west side of the building. Okay, so if you want to check out what they're doing, uh, voamuseum.org. And if you're interested in supporting, you can contact admin at voamuseum.org. And and you'll have a chance to uh, help them out on that. And another way that you can help out on that is actually during Hamvention Weekend. So, Lee, tell us all about Hamvention Weekend at the museum. Yes, uh, absolutely. The museum has put together a very special tour specifically for amateur radio operators on Saturday of uh, Hamfest weekend, that's Saturday, May 18th, and it will be a uh, private tour of the complete uh, Paul Crosley collection, which is one of the best collections in the world, and secondly, and very special, will be a tour of the 500-kilowatt Paul Crosley uh, Jr. WLW transmitter. It was the only half-a-million-watt AM broadcast transmitter in North America and is on display uh, about a mile and a half down the road at the WLW transmitter site. And that is being put together specifically for hams. Uh, It is conducted by a person that you probably already know, Jay Adrick, uh, K8CJY, and Jeff Mendenhall, uh, W8GMN. They will be conducting the tour and the uh, the cost is a, a simple forty dollar uh, I'm sorry forty five dollar donation uh, to the museum, and that will provide you uh, transportation from the museum. We will have a shuttle running from the museum down to the WLW transmitter site uh, back and forth. So you get yourself to the museum, and we'll take care of the rest. The uh, tour is six thirty. Uh, p.m. to 9 p.m. Saturday, May 18th. 
it's going to be a, a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity here because that property has been sold and it's uncertain about the longevity of this transmitter. So it's a great opportunity to come see it. It was on the air for nine years, from 1934 to 1943, and is an amazing thing to see. If you've not looked inside a big, uh, powerful, uh, half-million-watt AM broadcast transmitter, I think you're going to be quite surprised at how you go about doing some things that we do in a in an amateur radio kilowatt uh, amplifier. They're done much differently when you have to do a half-a-million watts. So uh, get reservations in. Reservations are required. Uh, you can put your reservation in at the BOA Museum website. The the URL on that is voamuseum.org, voamuseum.org. You can sign up there, and it's a $45 uh, donation to the museum, and it's, it's going to be an amazing tour because if you've never looked inside a big transmitter like this, uh, it is, is very much worth it. So that's what we're doing uh, specifically for hams and specifically for the Ham Fest weekend. So get your reservations in. I just talked to Jay Adrick today, and they're already signing up. So I'm sure these reservations are going to go quickly. So back to you, Neil. Okay, and we uh, just uh, released a, a short video promotion uh, on this special tour of, of uh, the WLW transmitter and the um, Voice of America Museum um, special hours for Hamvention Weekend on our um, social media site. So if you look on Facebook, uh, on Twitter, or on YouTube, you'll see a... Uh, link to a video there that uh, shows you uh, a little sneak peek of the tour if you're interested in seeing that and thanks to uh, randy k7aje or age for uh, giving us the wlw tour uh video and uh, then the museum provided uh, the rest so check out that video on social media and uh, that'll give you all the information again and let you uh, have a little sneak peek there at uh at what you can get so i'm sure those will go fast and while we're talking about hamvention uh that's it's not just saturday night it, it, saturday night is the wlw tour in addition to the museum being open uh but you've got all kinds of opportunities for hams to run down from um dayton and check out the museum so tell us about that before we go to break here uh, yes, we're open uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Uh, Thursday and Friday, the hours are 4 p.m. to 9 p.m., and Saturday, the hours are 1 p.m. to 9 p.m. Uh, at the museum, it's about a 35-40 minute drive south of Xenia, where the Hamfest will be uh, taking place. So it's an easy drive down and back. Um, one of the things that I think hams are going to be interested in, we have just opened up the Collins transmitter. We used a quarter million watt Collins 821A transmitters, and it has not been uh, open to the tour guest of the museum, except the front end of it, the control end. And we spent the last couple of months uh, opening that up. We have removed a lot of the sheet metal. And you can really see inside this, and it's, uh, it would be a good precursor to look at the quarter million watt transmitter and then go down the road and look at the WLW 500,000 watt uh, transmitter. So 
stop in, see that. You're more than welcome and, and encouraged to visit our ham shack. I think Jocelyn's going to talk a little bit about that, the WC8VOA. And there's other, a lot of other things. We have a new wireless uh, collection room with uh, a demonstration of the uh, wireless technology. So back to you there, Neil. Okay, and I, and I got to mention, because there's those Drake fans out there, uh, that yes. Drake collection that's there is just uh, unmatched. It, it's practically every Drake radio ever made. So uh, you get a chance to check that out as well. Okay, yep. well, we're overdue yep. for a break. So uh, we're going to take a break. We'll come back. We'll take your calls. We'll take your tweets. And we'll talk to Jocelyn about the ham shack a little bit more and some other things going on at the National Voice of America Museum of Broadcasting in Westchester, Ohio, right after this word from Tower Electronics right here on Ham Talk Live. Is this getting serious? I think so. Well, how do you feel about it? Just imagine if you hadn't run out of PL259s. Just imagine if your connectors weren't from Tower Electronics. Consider the sophisticated quality of connectors from Tower Electronics. Their silver-plated end connectors are so good, they've even been used on the International Space Station. I'm not so sure why I ever used any other PL259s. Mine are better. Besides, you deserve the best. You know I love you. Don't be caught without PL259s. Visit Tower Electronics at a ham fest near you. Or visit them online anytime at pl-259.com. Or call 920-435-2973. They also have ham sticks, mobile antennas, and meters, too. See the whole catalog. Go to pl-259.com. Tower Electronics, the ham's dime store since 1978. Nominations are now open for the Amateur Radio Newsline, Bill Pasternak, WA6ITF, Young Ham of the Year Award. I'm Don Wilbanks, AE5DW. Since 1986, we've had the honor of celebrating the accomplishments of youth in ham radio, and we want to know about your exceptional young ham. You'll find the rules and a nominating form by clicking the YHOTY tab on arnewsline.org. Fill it out, send it in, and we'll see you and an amazing young ham at the Huntsville, Alabama Ham Fest in August. Thanks, and 73 from Amateur Radio Newsline. It's not the amount of power, it's the size of our tower. Ham Talk Live. Thanks to Tower Electronics for sponsoring the show again tonight. Coming up, their ham fest schedule April 13th. This weekend, they're in Staunton, Wisconsin and Mobile, Alabama. And then uh, April 20th, Gainesville, Florida. And April 27th, Calhoun, Georgia. Or you can visit them anytime at pl-259.com. And, of course, they will be at Hamvention as well. Ham Talk Live is on the air every Thursday night at 9 p.m. Eastern Time right here at hamtalklive.com. And be sure to check us out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. So it's time now for your calls. If you have a question for Melinda, Jocelyn, or Lee, give us a call at 812-650-9556. Again, 812-650-9556. 
9556 is the phone number, or you can tweet us or at HamTalkLive. And if you're listening to us on WTWW Shortwave or on the podcast edition of the show, uh, you won't be able to reach us because we're not there anymore. <laughs> it's Thursday night at 930 uh, Eastern Daylight, 932 Eastern Daylight time at the moment. So uh, unless you're listening live, you won't be able to uh, to reach us. Um, okay, so when we ran out of time here, Jocelyn, we... we, we cut you off a little bit um you want to talk a little bit about the ham shack so let's do that while we're waiting on the phone calls and the tweets to come in and you're going to have a booth at hamvention as well right that's correct neil we do have a booth at hamvention we'll be in building one and uh, the booth number is uh, 1190 we're by i think the exit door <laughs> that's funny uh but uh, it's the uh last year that was the maxim building so as you walk into the fairgrounds uh, through the ticket entrance. We're the first major building on the left, so we'll be in there. Uh, and then, uh, as Lee mentioned, we are going to have extended hours for people to come down after Hamvention closes to come and uh, see us here at the museum. And uh, for uh, people, that's uh, going to be exit 22 off of I-75. It's the Tylersville exit. Just go east off the exit, and we're about uh, a mile down the road on the left, and you can't miss us. Um, as as uh, Lee mentioned, it's about uh, 35, 40 minutes. Uh, there's going to be VOA park sign, uh, the green, uh, the brown sign on the highway. Don't follow those. Those will take you to the park side of the of the, of the VOA grounds. And we also have a talk in frequency, which will be on our repeater, which is uh, 145.39 negative and no PL. And uh, we have uh, more information on our website at wcvoa.org uh, if people want to check that out. Now, you were mentioning about the ham shack. So, yes, we have seven operating positions. We've got uh, four recent, you know, fairly recent radio. We've got our 7300 uh, ICOM, a 9100 ICOM. We've got the uh, the Kenwood uh, 590. Uh, we've got a Yesu 450D. And uh, we've got a couple of older models. Uh, we've got a Kenwood TS520 and uh, a Yesu FT101E. Uh, not the newer version, the old, old version. Uh, and then we've got uh, antennas to match there. We've got tri-bands and dipoles and fan dipoles and stuff. Um, so the shack will be open. We only ask that people bring their license, and they can operate from the shack. And we're happy to uh, show them uh, what we can do and what we have. So uh, looking forward to see some visitors in here. Now, speaking of licenses, when, when, when somebody puts a call sign in on the sign-up sheet, we know how to find it the name and address and everything because we, we we do that all the time as hams jack dominic the executive director of the museum however doesn't so we need to make sure that if you sign up for the special wlw tour voa museum.org that you put all that information in <laughs> some people are just yeah. putting the call sign in there and boom gone and, and um so some people don't know how, you know what your name is from your call sign so we just wanted to get that out there too so uh, anything else on the ham shack jocelyn no uh, neil that's it well, actually uh you know obviously the museum uh, is there's a admission fee for the museum it's a it's a a, a very small five dollars um, and that'll get you through the museum of course and uh, be able to get on the uh uh, on the radio here and the museum if you're not coming for hamvention we also have normal hours which is 1 to 4 p.m on saturday and sunday 
And it's a great place to come in and and work. And and Jocelyn and I were were working with the uh, youth contesting program here a couple of weeks ago in the shack, and, and Mike and Mark and and some others uh, throughout the the weekend uh, for WPX, and it was a lot of fun. Yeah, we had a good time. Uh, I think our, our our final score, Neil. I don't know if you saw it. It was uh, 1.4 million. So uh, we did way better than we thought we would with the, uh, you know, as we say, we're not a big gun station, but we've got a decent sized uh, setup, better than most people have at their house. So, anyways, it worked out well. Yeah, it it really did. It worked out well, and and we got some uh, youth operators involved and and trained and and better contesters as a result. So. Uh, It was a great experience over there. Always uh, enjoy getting over there. Well, the phone number is 812-650-9556. If you have a question or a comment to add in here on the show, give us a call. It's 812-650-9556. And uh, we're checking the tweets here as well. And and lots of fan mail here tonight, as usual. But uh, don't see any questions as of yet. So if you have one, give us a Give us a tweet or give us a call at 812-650-9556, and we'll try to get that answered for you. Uh, Lee, let's go back to you, and um, I know you've got a a long list of of things that are happening, and and you all do such a great job of adding to the museum and updating things in the museum as time goes by. So every time I walk in – it's not the same as it was before. So tell us a little bit more about uh, what's been going on lately uh, with the museum itself. Okay, yeah, will do, Neil. Uh, one thing I'll mention uh, while Jocelyn's talking about the, uh, uh, the ham shack there is if you get into the ham shack, make sure you uh, take a look at the Omnigraph. We have a functional 1904 code practice machine called the Omnigraph. And it's kind of fun to watch. It's very mechanical. It's hooked up to a code practice oscillator and a sounder. And it's uh, it's kind of fun to see how telegraphy was done at the turn of the century. So take a look at that when you get into the, uh, into the ham shack. Other things going on in the museum is, as you mentioned, Neil, it's, we've been focusing very much on trying to make the uh, museum layman friendly. Uh, Engineers understand what we did. Ham radio operators understand what we we do, but a lot of our visitors are not technical. So we've been focusing on that. And in the um, in the control room for the VOA, we have a new propagation display. Uh, it's a laser display, actually, to try to communicate exactly how signals bounce off the ionosphere and how do we push a signal around the world. And it's an interesting display. We also have on display a lot of the high-power tubes. Uh, When you get back into the columns, we display the quarter-million-watt tubes, and we do have one tube there that's uh, rated at 250,000 watts on a single tube. It's kind of fun to take a look at that. And when we get over into the wireless area, uh, you may be surprised, but the overall story for the Titanic, of course, did not end well. But it has a fantastic wireless story, and we tell that story in the uh, wireless timeline room. So stop in, take a look at that. I think you'll be surprised at uh, what spark transmitters did back then. Uh, back to you, Neil. All right, eight one two six five zero nine five five six. You have a question now's uh, 
now's your chance because uh, we're going to run out of time here pretty soon so uh, give us a call 812-650-9556 or tweet us at ham talk live and uh, yeah I, i'm kind of excited actually i haven't made it back to the uh to the Collins since you took all those uh, plates off um, so you can see in that thing. So I'm, I'm kind of excited to, to get a chance to sneak back there and, and take a look at it. Um, and, um, you know, inside the museum, you, you've got a, an, an exhibit uh, that's uh, the Gray History of Wireless exhibit. And there's a lot of the, the Drake gear in there. And, and so just talk a little bit about um, the Gray Museum within the Voice of America Museum. Yeah, sure. Uh, Jack Gray was an early employee of Powell Crosley and worked for Powell uh, during the startup of his radio business down on Arlington Street. And then when the VOA was formed, uh, he was immediately uh, transferred out to the VOA and was with, uh, with Crosley and the VOA for his, pretty much the rest of his career. And one of the things Jack did early on, uh, clear back with the beginning of crystal sets, is uh, when, uh, when he found an extra one at the plant, he took it home. And he started collecting wireless equipment from the very get-go, the very beginning of wireless. And the great history of wireless collection is an amazing collection of authentic, original uh, equipment, uh, all the way from the beginning of crystals to through spark transmitters, rotary spark, up through uh, Atworth Kent, and of course the Crosley connection. We have one of the best Crosley connections or Crosley uh, collections in the world, and moves in then all the way through up to about 1940. So if you're interested in old time radio, it is a fantastic place to see. In the next room, right beside it, as Neil mentioned, is the Drake collection that was actually donated by Mr. Drake and is uh, pretty much a complete collection. I have not counted every single model number, but it's very close to being a complete collection. Uh, In addition, we have a lot of the original microphones, uh, the carbon button microphones that were originally used by WLW. Uh, It's interesting to see how technology has evolved over time, and you'll you'll not be be disappointed. And the last thing we're going to throw in here is uh, the gift shop. We're we're, we're working on a gift shop, and I'm kind of excited to see uh, what all's going in that. So tell us a little bit about the gift shop. Yes, uh, one of our uh, volunteers, Mark, has spent a great deal of time rehabbing an old uh, room in the uh, museum, we have a very attractive gift shop. We are still populating it, but we have quite a bit in there now. We have several of the, uh, the various uh, Paul Crosley books. The uh, We have shirts, VOA shirts, and VOA hats. Last year, we sold out of hats. We will try to have an adequate supply this year to uh, supply everyone that wants a, a VOA hat. We have uh, a lot of artifacts from the original transmitter. We have uh, 807s mounted on a, a walnut uh, display board. A lot That is a very popular item. People like to buy artifacts from the original transmitter. We have vacuum uh, variable capacitors for sale and uh, some other uh, high-power resistors that are kind of interesting when you, when you try to think of a large uh, power transmitter. Uh, we also have a collection of puzzles. They're free. Stop in, get a free puzzle. We have puzzles for amateur radio. 
We have puzzles for old-time radio. We have puzzles for the Voice of America. So they're all free. Just stop in if you uh, like puzzles. Uh, uh, make sure you stop in and pick up one of those. Now, let me get this right, Lee. Let me get this straight. I, I just made this connection. So Melinda was telling us about the um, Cincinnati Liars lager beer that's going to be coming out. And in the right. gift shop, you've got 807s mounted on a board. So you can have an 807 <laughs> with your 807? I just, I just got it. I just got it, Neil. I see where I see what you've connected. Yeah, because we've always historically referred to uh, let's go out and have an eight oh seven, and uh, yeah, we need to pick up on that. That's a very good observation, Neil. So there you go, folks. You can go to the museum and have an eight oh seven with an eight oh seven. Doesn't get Absolutely. much better than that. That's well, right. we've thrown a lot of dates and times and all this kind of stuff at you, and we're about to finish up here. So I'm going to throw it back to Melinda to kind of remind us where we can find all this information. So if, if we happen to be in the area and want to go to one of these 75th anniversary events, how do we find out where these are and when? Well, you can always go to our website. It's uh, www.voamuseum.org or even call us at 513-777-0027. Um, if you've got any questions, especially questions for Jack Dominic, our director, contact us here at admin, that's A-D-M-I-N, at voamuseum.org, and we'll be sure to get back to you as soon as we can. All right, so check that out. And uh, if you get a chance uh, during Hamvention weekend, if you're going to be in the area, swing on down to the museum. I, I'm looking forward to the Saturday night uh, with some of the Newsline crew and some of the uh, ICQ podcast crew and uh, some of the Workbench crew, I think. We're all, we're all going to uh, meet down there. Uh, so looking forward to that. But if you get a chance, uh, you know, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, uh, there are extended hours for the museum. It's a great chance to get down there and check that out. And then, uh, Saturday, uh, the WLW tour is just, uh, just something that's going to be fabulous and, and may never happen again. We don't know, but, uh, we'll have to see, uh, what happens with that property. But, uh, could could be so now's the time to check it out so uh come on down to the museum and and look things over okay well let's go around here anything any last comments anything we missed here gang before we close it down for tonight i would say just one thing here neil that uh, make sure if you want to take that tour of the wlw transmitter half million watt make sure you get a reservation in early they are already filling up. It's limited to uh, 50 people. 50 people max is all that uh, the, the, the Jay and, and Jeff can handle. So get your reservation in and make sure, as uh, Neil said, put in all of your information, not just your call sign, but your name, and, and then fill out the rest of the form. Jocelyn? Uh, not much else to say, Neil. I think uh, just a reminder, people, of, uh, you know, stop by at Hamvention, see us at the booth, and then uh, once it closes, coming down here to take a little drive south and uh, come and visit us. All right. And Melinda? 
Well, if I can just say one more thing, the VOA Museum educates a whole new generation of people about the contribution that shortwave radio technology and the Bethany Station played in supporting and sustaining democracy. So we have an ongoing need for visitors and docents as well as donors for the museum. We're largely dependent on donations and volunteer labor for a lot of the things that we want to do here in the development of the museum. So we just ask you to come on out and support us as you can. Thank you. All right. Well, that's a wrap for this week's Ham Talk Live. Thanks to my guests, Melinda Zimper and Lee Height, K8CLI, and Jocelyn Bro, KD8VRX, and everybody out there in cyberspace for listening and calling in, and invite you all back next Thursday night at 9 p.m. Eastern Time when we start our Hamvention preview shows and uh, send out uh, some information on that. We've got the schedule all put together. Next week, Paul Stetzer, N8HM, will be here from AMSAT. He's the executive vice president of AMSAT and he'll be here to talk about the AMSAT Academy that's taking place the day before Hamvention and a lot of the other AMSAT-related activities at this year's Dayton Hamvention. And then we're going to have uh, the Hamvention Award winners on the show. We're going to have some of them on the show uh, with uh, Michael Coulter, WHCI. And then uh, we have some other shows coming up. Where Michael's going to come back and give us all the latest news a week before before and um then on hamvention eve don't forget about hamvention eve we'll be on the air um and we'll track down all the weather and traffic and parking and everything you need to know to get uh out to hamvention be sure to tune in on thursday night and we've got some uh nice surprises planned for that broadcast as well and uh the other show that's going to be on may 2nd is going to feature wwv um matt deutsch the uh um, chief engineer at WWV and one of the guys from uh, the club out there, they're celebrating their 100th anniversary this year. And so uh, they're going to do a special forum at Hamvention, and we're going to preview that uh, on May 2nd on the show as well. So make sure you check all of that out. But uh, tune in the night before Hamvention here at HamTalkLive.com and and uh, find out all the, the latest weather traffic and transportation uh, issues and all that kind of information that you need before you go out to Xenia. So uh, I'll say uh, good night for now and uh, invite you back next week. Paul will be here to talk about the AMSAT stuff. And if you like AmTalk Live, please consider leaving us a review on iTunes or wherever you listen. It helps others find us faster. So for now, this is Neil Rapp, WB9VPG, saying 7375, and may the good DX be yours. Don't, 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 don't,